get rock for my kids. Is that real? Even though what we do is wrong. We still hustle till the sun come up. Crack a 40 when the sun go down. It's a cold winter. Y'all better bundle up. And I better be a hotter summer rapper. I'm just a rocket down. You hot now. Listen up. Don't you know cops' sole purpose is to lock us down and throw away the king? But without this drug, your kids ain't got no way to eat, huh? We still try to keep mom smiling. Cause when the teeth stop showing and the stomach starts crawling, then the heat starts. All right, here we go. Another another week is coming gone. It's a look back. Looking back on the most important Sunday of the year, Championship Sunday. You see the two helmets? That's the Super Bowl matchup. It's not the popular, most popular matchup, but that's what we're going to get. A rematch of Super Bowl 54, Big Red and the Rocket versus Brock Purdy and Kyle Shanahan. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be unique. It's not what we wanted, but that's what we got. So it is what it is. Like I said, this this episode, you, you know, could be viewer discretion advised because I'm going to be not very happy about t- doing about talking about this. You see this? This is a two hundred dollar ticket that I was going to collect on Monday if the Ravens won. <laughs> hey. So pissed uh, off, you know? Yeah. And yeah. and here's here's seventy five bucks for Eagles, f that too, fuck that too. But anyway, obviously, you know, obviously for the Eagles, we we don't have a lot to talk about, but we do have something to talk about because they did change coordinators, and shockingly, we got one coordinator came by surprise, Vic Fangio. He decided to leave Miami and take the coordinator job after doing one interview for Ron Rivera that Matt actually wanted for a minute. And then somehow the offensive coordinator is a former Cowboy and in Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore is going to be the offensive coordinator here. Now, I think we mm-hmm. talked about this last week, but now we really have to discuss it more this week. And since this is our next-to-last live sh- uh, next-to-last show in this format, this is the annual Matt offseason Eagles preview show as well, where he looks into what the Eagles could do, should do, might do, will do, who knows will do. But like I said, we're going to start with that before we get to everything else. Coaching, we'll have coaching discussion. Like I said, all but one coaching spot's been filled. And then obviously we'll look at the dreadful, the dreadful game conference Sunday. So, Matt, the floor is yours with your Eagles offseason look into. Go to it. All right. So, you want me to go first? You want to? You want me to go first, or you want to do the um, talk about? We'll, we'll the go. Eagles let's go with that. Get that over with. Let's just get to it. All right. All right. Well, I'm gonna go quick here then, because uh, there's a lot, a lot of moves to be made. Because obviously, <laughs> you know what happened with the season. Um, Right off the bat, one 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 thing that's gonna um, one player that's gonna help this team out next year is John knows him Isaiah Rogers. Oh yeah, you know we see he he got suspended for gambling, but in the pre but in the off season, um, 
Eagles signed him in August and stashed him on the bench. He's a good player. He he was actually one of the most underrated players on the on the Colts defense. Um, he's a starting cornerback in the NFL, and he's very solid. So that's gonna that's gonna be big because we need to make some changes in that secondary in the defense overall. So uh, that's gonna help us out right off the bat. Um, now you talk about free agency, free agents, Eagles free agents. Um, I'm just gonna list off players I'm gonna resign and players that I'm gonna let go. And just going to be go with key players because I'm not going to bother with like the, the bottom of the barrel guys. So um, I am bringing back uh, Brandon Graham. He, he wants to play one more year. He he deserves to come back one more year. And uh, he's he wasn't as bad as everyone thought. I mean, he wasn't great, but he has a role in this team as a rotational player that can also set the edge against the run. Um, we can also bring back DeAndre Swift on a pretty cheap deal because there's a ton of running backs that's going to be free agents. Um and if not him, somebody else, Miles Sanders, somebody. Um, but I'm going to bring back DeAndre Swift. He's not going to cost a ton of money. Sua Peta, he's coming back. He'll be cheap. Sean Bradley, he's coming back. He'll be cheap. Braden Mann, he's coming back. Um, the punter. He was actually really good, and he's not going to cost a lot. Uh, players, free agents, possible free agents that are going to be gone. I'm just assuming Jason Kelsey and Fletcher Cox are retiring. Um, Marcus Mariota, we brought him back. We brought him here for a year. He can go. I'm not going to give any quarterback, backup quarterback, big money. Um, um, we have, uh, uh, Tanner McKee who would look good. We really just need another veteran that can compete for the backup job. Uh, Boston Scott, it's time to go. Zach Cunningham, Shaq Leonard, Nick Morrow, they can all go. And Jack Driscoll. He, he's okay when he plays, but he's always injured, and he's really nothing special anyway, so he can go. Um, players that are going to get cut post-June 1st, James Bradbury, Darius Slay. Their cap pits are huge. If we just cut them, you get, if you go to post-June 1st, it's manageable. It's not going to save us any money on the cap this year, but – It'll get us out from under these old guys that can't play anymore. And Slay, you know, he's not terrible, but we got to get an upgrade. We got to upgrade. I mean, Isaiah Rogers is an upgrade over James Bradbury, but we need to do something better than uh, Slay at this point. Um, and Kevin Byard's got to go. He, he'll he'd save thirteen million against the cap. Um, two trades that I'm making to get rid of players. One. Avante Maddox has to go, whether it's being cut or being traded. So I'm just going to throw him into a trade with, uh, for just, I'm just going to put this out here. Avante Maddox to the Bills for Kair Elam, former first round pick who has underperformed. And we're also going to give up a day three pick because Eagles have a ton of day three picks this year. So basically, we're just giving Maddox and a day three pick for uh, Kair Elam. And, you know, we need some help at a cornerback position. Um, and then, uh, and then the big trade, AJ Brown's got to go, man. I'm done with divas. I'm done with this guy. Um, I mean, this guy's a quitter. I, I saw, I saw, I need to see out of this guy this year. He's got that quit gene and I don't want somebody that's a quitter. So he's got to go, but he's a guy that can get, uh, bring back a good, um, bring back a good haul. So. There's a number of teams that would be interested, rumor, rumors that they'd be interested. Um, 
John, your Colts are one of them. I'm Houston. looking at trading mm -hmm. AJ Brown for um, uh, Pierce and a first round pick, which is number 15 overall. Alex so the Pierce. Houston Texans? Oh, after the Colts. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and yeah, I mean, the other thing with trading, getting rid of AJ Brown, uh, Devontae Smith is going to be getting of his own extension this coming year, most likely. We can't have two receivers making a hundred million dollars. You know, yeah. you just can't do it. Not when you're paying your quarterback fifty million a year, and on top of that, so uh, AJ Brown, he just got to go, man. I'm sorry. Good, great player. Ten cent head, Twitter, diva. I've had enough of divas. Devontae Smith's a professional. Um, so that is what it is. Um, then you get into a couple players to restructure and or give extensions to. Hassan Reddick, Devontae Smith, they're going to get extensions. Uh, you could give an extension to Mylotta and Goddard to lower their cap hits. Jake Elliott, you could restructure his deal to lower his cap hit. Um, all that being said, after everything's done, you're probably looking at about 50 to $60 million in cap space for the Eagles, which is a lot of cap space. Um, draft pick-wise, after those trades, well, actually, I'll get into draft picks in a minute. Um, free agent signings. Obviously, after all these moves, they have a number of a number of uh, needs. Right off the bat, I'm gonna I'll start with offense. Um, we're gonna go quarterback here. It's gonna be a cheap move. It's not gonna cost a lot. Like I said, I want I want to I want to give uh, Tanner McKee a chance to win the number two job, but I need somebody that can actually compete with him. So I'm bringing in Josh Dobbs. He'll be cheap. We saw him last year. He can win you a few games. He's not a superstar, but he can play. Um, we're also going to bring in a backup offensive lineman um, with the fact that we're, what we, we're losing Kelsey as a to retirement. Um, obviously, Cam Jurgens is moving inside the center, and uh, theoretically, Tyler Steen is going to move to starting right guard. And after them, all we have is Sua Opeta. So really, I'm not even going to give you a name. It's just a, it's it's a solid backup offensive lineman in the mold of like Hal Vitae that can play left tackle, right tackle, left guard, right guard. Just a guy that can play all over the line. That's solid. And that's really all we need in that position. Wide receiver is now a big need, getting rid of A.J. Brown. Really, all we have at that point is Devontae Smith going into the offseason. So we need to overhaul the offense. Well, actually, Devontae Smith and Alec Pierce. But we still need to overhaul the wide receiver position. And I'm actually going to spend some big money here, but I'm not looking to get a long-term deal. Um, like I said, with Devontae Smith's extension coming up, we can't have two huge, big-paid wide receivers. So I'm going to go with the old old veteran, Mike Evans. Free huh. that, might be a little, that might be a little too much. I'm sorry. No, he might no. ask. He might ask for about he might ask for for like forty million. At least forty million. He, he won't get close to forty million a year. Yeah. No, no. That's, no wide receivers he, getting he's he'll get he'll maybe he'd at most get twenty million. And with the way you struck the deals, his cap hit would probably be about twelve. I was thinking maybe two for thirty six. Remember, we got Julio Jones on the cheap, but that's because Julio Jones is near the end. He, yeah, well, Mike yet. Evans can Mike still Evans play. Still has, 
he still has at least three more years at, at at least a top level, at least at a decent, nearly second tier level, which is still very good for him at this point in his career. Yeah, but a He's guy with age is lot. not going to get a monster deal. He's going to get a three-year deal, maybe $60 million. And that three-year deal becomes a two-year deal in the NFL because nobody goes into their final year of the contract. So he's, it's really a two-year deal, but it's three years. Unless you're a cowboy. Unless you're a cowboy. Hey, hey, hey. You know, that's different. But, I mean, yeah, he, they can afford him. Um, and it's cheap. Well, not cheap, but cheap considering what some of these other receivers might get be, just because of his age. And it's a shorter deal, like I said. We're, we're only keep it getting him in here for a couple years. Um, and then you go on the that's, – that's it for the offense. The offense, if you get that, we can go in the draft feeling pretty good. Um, defensively, they, they have a lot of moves to make. Uh, they got a lot of holes. Um, with all that, right off the bat, defensive end, they still need a, at least one more pass rusher. And Yannick Ngakwe – He's a guy that can get after the quarterback. He's terrible against the run. Situational player. He's not going to cost much. I'm gonna. I'm grabbing him as an edge rusher. And then on the inside, we lost Fletcher Cox. I do like. Uh, well, obviously, uh, uh, Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis, Milt Williams is a nice player. But I do like uh, Moro Jamo too. But still, we need. We still need more at that defense tackle position. So. I'm going to grab a, a, a cheap veteran in Puna Ford. Um, the Eagles actually just brought in a, a, the, the Seahawks defensive line coach who coached Puna Ford out, out there in Seattle. This last year he was in Buffalo. But nonetheless, he's just a solid player that's going to be competing for a roster spot. Nothing crazy. Um, now where we're going to actually spend some real money here is the, the back end of this defense. And – this is where most of the rest of the cap space is going to go. Uh, right off the bat, Rob, your boy, the linebacker Patrick Queen. Finally, we got to get we got to get a good linebacker, and he he's more of a name. Um, a lot of people think he's going to get paid big time. He's he's a solid player. He's not a superstar, but he's a he's a he's a mid tier free agent in in the NFL. So. You know, that's going to help solidify the linebacker position to an extent. We still are going to have to go into the draft and get another linebacker. But that's a start. It's a start. The Axeman's son. The Axeman's son. Well, we'll get to that in a second because I will give you my first three rounds of the draft. And I'm not going to go on day three. Um, and then another mid-tier free agent that I'm going to sign, and I wasn't planning on it originally, but – um, Sidney Brown blew out his ACL. We need to, we got Reed Blankenship as the only safety on the team pretty much at the moment. Um, so we got to at least get some, a decent starter. So I'm going to Buffalo. I'm getting Micah Hyde. He's another old guy like, uh, like Mike Evans, who won't be too much. You can get him on a short term deal. Um, and you know, Howie Roseman can work the cap. So Micah Hyde. And Reed Blankenship kind of solidifies the back end of that D. And then we still have a huge hole there at cornerback. With getting rid of all these guys, we're looking at – we got Isaiah Rogers, we got uh, um, Keely Ringo, and we got um, Eli Ricks. I'm okay with letting Ringo, Ricks, actually Kyrie Elam too. And I'm, I'm okay with letting those guys compete. But we need to get, a, we need to get an actual shutdown cornerback. 
So that's where we're going to spend the most money here. And that's LeJarius Sneed from the Chiefs. Um, the Chiefs have some cap issues. They need receivers. They got uh, Chris Jones as a free agent coming up this year. Um, I just don't think they're going to be able to afford him. They, they've just used a first-round pick on a cornerback two years ago in Trent McDuffie. Um, and Sneed's a shutdown cornerback big time. Um, but there's a number of cornerbacks out there. But that's who I'm targeting. Obviously, it all depends on who becomes free agent. But, yeah, that's who I'd be targeting. Um, then you get into the draft. Um, so with all the with all those moves going into the draft, the Eagles would have the 15th pick, which is the Colts pick for the, the A.J. Brown trade. They, they're picking 22. Uh, they have two second rounders and a third rounder. Okay. Um, so right off the bat, pick 15, I'm going right back to wide receiver. Just like the, the I, hopefully with better results, but like the Titans did when they traded A.J. Brown for a first rounder. They drafted, uh, what's his name? The guy from Arkansas. What's that? Traylon Burks. Burks. Yeah, yeah. They drafted Burks. Well, I'm going a different direction, I'm, but I'm still going with receiver here. This draft is absolutely loaded in two, well, actually three positions. Quarterback, which we don't need right now. Wide receiver and offensive tackle, okay? And we need a wide receiver. We actually need a, a right tackle of the future, which, you know, I, uh, Howie Roseman likes to draft them at least a year too early. Um, so right off the bat, number 15, I'm going to LSU wide receiver Brian Thomas Jr., you're talking about a, a future star receiver. Uh, that, that, that's him right there, man. 6'4", 205, great speed, uh, great agility. Guy can – I mean, it's, the, guy's a, the guy's a true alpha receiver, man. He's a stud in the making. And right off the bat, he comes in the league with Devontae Smith and uh, Mike Evans on the outside. So he can kind of come into like uh, – with Kellen Moore at offensive coordinator, he can come into like a sort of C.D. Lamb role when Lamb came into the league. Um, yeah, he, he thrived, he thrived. Um, after that, the Eagles are picking 22 with their regular pick. I'd actually trade down for another second round pick to the late first hmm. draft an offensive tackle of the future. Um, Tyler okay. Guyton from Oklahoma. Um, he's going to be replacing another Oklahoma offensive lineman, Lane Johnson. And just like Lane, he's big, he's athletic, he's nasty. Um, I mean, he's, he's got all, he's got all the potential in the world, man. And you, you match him up with, uh, with, um, um, Jeff Stoutland. Yeah. The, the sky's the limit for that guy in the future, man. Um, from there, they got three actual, actually three second round picks, um, number 50, number 53, and the pick that they just traded for. So I'm going to say at number 50, I'm going to go linebacker. Finally, after bringing in Patrick Queen, um, Nicobe Dean probably is going to drop to our third linebacker position. And mm -hmm. we're going to the name we know, Jeremiah Trotter Jr. from Clemson, man. X-Man. X-Man. Yeah. yeah. I Son always... of X-Man. Son of X-Man. Yeah. And anyway, if you look at, like, mock drafts, some people have him going late first. Most people have him going the second round last year, this year. Um, I told you – Oh, in the middle of the season, that was one of my guy. That was my guy um, for the late first round. Obviously, with what happened, we've our draft pick has moved up from where we were projecting. 
but he, he there's a good chance he'll be available. And if he's not, there's another linebacker out there, Tommy Eichenberg from OSU, Ohio State. Um, so then 53, going defensive line, we still need some deep, some edge rushers. Um, Braylon Trice, big, strong defensive end from Washington. Um, he's the future replacement for Brandon Graham. Keep an eye on him. Um, and then the, the the third, second round pick, you know what? With all that, I'm still taking another defensive tackle. Shit. Uh-oh. Oh, no. no. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a first. Wow. Well, we heard him say, uh-oh. Maybe someone caught him on the phone and threw him off. Threw him off the system. Oh man! Yeah. Well, you just well, okay. Well, he was just getting going. He has all the info. He does his he does his homework. Our yeah, guy. He does. He, he, <laughs> that's why we don't. He does it so we don't have. We he does it so we don't have to. But the thing is, but the thing is, I mean, with Vic Fangio coming in here and Kellen Moore, of, of course, the the team's gonna the philosophy of the team's gonna change this this coming season compared to what we were. At the end of this past season, it's two coordinators that obviously going to get that's going to obviously have their way and their own system than what we were putting out there. So, I mean, if these things do come to pass and and Matt's been accurately right on almost sixty percent since uh, we started doing this this uh this this uh show in twenty eighteen. Are y'all happy with that? Will you are you happy with the moves Matt hopefully will that the Eagles will hopefully make? Oh, he's back. Hold on. I mean, hey. For most I mean, part, I could I, say like uh would I be happy I if you want with the, the Colts, uh Trayden Brown? I mean, I was saying Houston, because I think yeah. we can get we can get better draft picks. Yeah, we got you again. Houston. Yeah, sorry, my computer just like died on me there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we heard you say, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll cut that out. Yeah. Sorry. I, I had two more picks to make. Um, I was going to go with a defensive tackle in the second round. The, the third, uh, Chris Jenkins from Michigan, former son of former uh, uh, Panthers defensive tackle, Chris Jenkins. I don't know if you remember him, but this guy's Junior, got a, Junior, Chris Jenkins Jr. Yeah. This guy's got tons of potential. He's an explosive athlete uh, as a DT. Uh, that that solidifies our defensive line finally, and then in, at the end of the third round, the Eagles do have a compensatory pick coming to them in the third round um, because they lost Javon Hargrave. And with that, like I said, this is a ridiculous wide receiver class. Um, I'm going. I'm double dipping here. I'm I, I, I'm I'm going to finally load up on wide receivers. And this is my favorite guy after the first round wide receivers is Roman Wilson from Michigan also um, talking about a guy that's, he's not huge, maybe 5'11", 190, but this guy is a, a great deep threat. He's got the speed. Um, you saw him this, this last year, he really broke out and uh, he, he really improved his route running in terms of the short and medium part of the field. Um he could come. He could come right in as sort of a deep threat. And once you move on from Mike Evans, you got him. You got uh, 
uh, Ryan Thomas Jr. and you got Devontae Smith. That's a, that's a sick receiving staff right there, man. Um, so that's really it. I'm not going to get into day three too much. I mean, running back, they they have to draft another running back, another linebacker, the safety, you know, stuff like that. But I'm not going to get too much into that. But they have a ton of draft picks this year, so it is what it is. Now, now my question is, like I said, I just mentioned to John and uh and Kwame since we've been doing this since I think 2018, 2019, you've been almost accurate, in my opinion, about half of it, even more than half of, of your predictions. With a new with the new offensive defensive coordinator, does that mean that it's going to be that the people that they bring in in free agency in the draft have to rely on what they bring? Because obviously the offense and the defense is going to be completely different than what we saw against the Buccaneers in the last few weeks of the regular season, because these are two guys who have done it their way. Do you think it's, it, these are reflection of those guys? Yeah. Well, I mean, and Kellen Moore systems. Yeah. Well, you got to take into account the, the, the coaching staff. I mean, um, when you're projecting the off season in general, what, what the coaching staff typically looks for, players that they've worked with in the past that they might have a good relationship with. Um, and, you know, like I said, I mean, I do tend to have a pretty decent uh, track record making these picks. So um, when I look at, like, for example, free agents, um, like I said, Puna Ford, I think is the type of guy that uh, Vic Fangio would, wouldn't mind bringing in. Um, Patrick Queen is sort of like in a coverage type of linebacker. He's not really like the. I think he would fit the scheme to an extent. At uh, the other the other linebacker to keep an eye on, if not Patrick Queen, would be Josie Jewell, who uh, played under Fangio in Denver. Um, Sneed, I don't know that he really. If, if you're going to go with that Fangio defense where the cornerbacks play ten yards off the line, he might not necessarily fit. But I want to shut down cornerbacks, so I'm putting him on my list anyway, and telling Fangio to figure it out. But, um, and I think Kellen Moore, he's just a, he, he's a smart guy. I think, I don't think any, any one player that he's coached in the past is going to be a guy like, oh man, he, he has to have, I mean, he, he, he spent one year with the Chargers and they weren't very good. Um, the Cowboys. Uh, to an extent, I mean, he didn't do a whole lot to make him better. And that's why I'm not. 100% sold on the move, but, you know, there there wasn't any player that I'd say bring in. Um, Austin Eckler is a free agent if they don't get it, you know, if they wanted to go that route, but they're not going to spend big money on a running back. Um, Ezekiel Elliott, you know, Tony Pollard, I don't think they're going to bring either of them in. So I think when it comes to Kellen Moore, they're just going to be looking to completely – revamp the whole offense but still you never know maybe they do bring in zeke <laughs> yeah <laughs> that'll be something zeke but obviously like i said you, you do this very well you do it all we thank you again now we look at the head now of course we'll move off topic and move to head coaches i mean I know we don't have to spend too much time on it because it really doesn't reflect the Eagles in a way, even though we got coordinators. 
So they're kind of like head coaches in a way. But obviously, Bel- the big story is Belichick is going to be without a job in 2024. He will be sitting like you and I watching the games from wherever place he's, you know, I'm sure he's he's got a great mansion somewhere re- relaxing and having a cocktail and whatever. But obviously, he's going to watch these games as st- and study them as good as, as possible. But obviously, the head coaching jobs did change. There were several, like I said, the Raiders going with Antonio Pierce. They were very popular. They were very happy with him. Raheem Morris outdueled Belichick for the for the Falcons job, and they loved him there. So he gets the Falcons job. No surprise, Jim Harbaugh is going to the Chargers. He's been linked to that job for like the last month and a half. And obviously he made it official uh, earlier this week or last week. I can't remember what day it was. So he goes there. My boy Mike McDonald gets a, you know, he did a great job with the Ravens defense. But then again, that's a, that's just a, that's like going to school and learning everything. But he's getting the head coaching job. You know, he's going to get a head coaching job in Seattle. That was a main official today with a press conference tomorrow. Uh, what other job? What other coaching jobs are out there? Carolina may have moved on uh offensive coordinator from uh Tampa Bay, I think. Yeah. I forgot his name. Whoever wants that dreck of a job because that's a gar that's a garbage situation. You know, it's a decent place, but it's not a decent they doesn't have decent ownership at all because they owners a Dumb, dumb fuck. Yeah. But if it's your first job, you'll take it. Nice. Move. Yeah, you'll take it. I mean, it's what it is. All right. What who what other coach? Uh, Tennessee. Tennessee got some guy named Brian. Seems like he, he seems like he, he'll do a decent job. But like I said, Tennessee's going in a different direction. No more. Uh, he won't have Derrick Henry under center with in, in his offense next year. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, we all know New England went with Gerard Mayo. That was already planned probably weeks in advance. He was named basically 24 hours after Belichick resigned. Good for him. And then obviously the only job left is Washington. And Ben Johnson was a, a, a guy that looked like he was, you know, was a start after coordinator. He might have been the most sought after coordinator for a head coaching job, but he turned them down. He turned him down and Seattle down. He's going to remain in Detroit for at least one more year. So he'll be fighting Belichick for a job next year. But y'all thoughts on the on the coaching changes? If you care, if you care, if you care, which I know you don't, but we have to talk about it. Yeah. Well, I guess I know. Um, yeah, Brian Callahan came from the 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 Bengals. Uh, son of uh, Bill Callahan, the former Raiders head coach, you know. Maybe he'll be something, maybe not. I'm not too thrilled with him. Uh, Raheem Morris, I mean, come on, man. That's terrible. That's terrible. Uh, um, who else? Who else? Ben Johnson, yeah. He, he's probably smart to stay away from Washington, okay? It is what it is. They're just not a good franchise. Haven't been for a long time. Um, he 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 knows that when he wants to be a head coach, he can pick his job, and uh, he's going to wait for the right opportunity. Um, Carolina, they're a joke. 
I, I guess the offensive coordinator for the Bucks is actually pretty good, but you know the, the, that franchise is a joke. They're probably going to ruin him too. So I think that's about it, right? Tim Harbaugh. Yeah, I mean, we all knew Harbaugh was going to the Chargers, and we'll see. I mean, the Chargers have been losers for as long as we can remember. So if Harbaugh can turn them around, then he's a I don't know, maybe he's a Hall of Fame coach. But that's uh, that's a bit tall order, man. Because how long has it been? Different quarterbacks, different coaches, same result. They 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 play close games, they score a lot of points, and they lose. You know, so uh, maybe you can turn that around. But that's just who the Chargers are. That's their franchise. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, um. Yeah, it's been an interesting, I guess, offseason with uh, coaching. It does appear that Bobby Belichick has seen his, maybe has seen his final job. Um, and um, I think the real reason, or I think why people are, are skittish from him, versus 70 or 71. And when you look at his success, it was all with TB. When Brady left him. You know, so why do you think he's going to come to your franchise and make it any better? So uh, even though we all thought Atlanta might be the place because um, they need all kinds of help. But that's the other reason why he probably wouldn't work out because no one got the time to wait for him to build it up. So. Uh, I think that's why they went with Raheem. I'm not sure if that's going to work out either, but I think the I'm confident that the conversation we were wrong in thinking that um, the, the blank the, the owner was just going to just hand the keys to him because he's normally you know kind of standoffish and would and you know would would have the money to, to pay for it, but obviously. I think Belichick came in saying, hey, I need to do this, 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 this. And then he was just like, nah, you can't have all this control. I'll I'll go somewhere else and see what happens, take my chances. And then you also thought maybe the Chargers might be the place, but because they already got a quarterback that's at least shown promise. I mean, I loved him early on, but now I'm like, eh, he's, he's still good. But – I don't know if he's ready to go to the – if he's going to take it to the next level. I think having Harbaugh there is their best choice. I think if someone's going to do it, he could pull it out of him. Um, and Harbaugh will probably, you know, he'll probably give him two years to figure it out. And if he don't see something, he'll probably move on um, start drafting. Um, and then – uh, the more interesting choices are the ones that people stayed, you know, with the old Jerry Jones, keep him McCarthy. And I love it. Keep him, keep everything the same down there. I love it. <laughs> Don't touch a thing. Keep it just nice. And then the Eagles. Oh, that speculation of what's going to happen up here. Um, I didn't think it was time to move on from Sirianni, even though if it happened, okay, you know, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't be down at, you know, 
at the link crying about it. But the only reason I would think to, that we would move him is if the ownership said this guy is a negative, not, not clueless, because they might think he's clueless, but if they felt that he was bringing the teams down, that he was uh, a negative influence in the locker room. And they don't, I don't think they feel that way. The players went out of their way to say he was fine. They they liked him. <laughs> and but if the players had said something the opposite, I think he would have been out of here. And let's let's be real. Lurie uh uh I think likes to not just think I'm confident. He likes to have that little control. He's a quiet guy in the background, but he he has his fingers in in different places and with the organization. Um, and now he's grooming his son to take that spot. And so they like having someone who's not too, who's not demanding. That's why I all the talk about Belichick coming here. Yeah, he has a New England connection because that's what the, oh, that's a team uh, Lurie wanted to buy in the first place. But he isn't going to sit back and let him take over. Nah. So they rather keep the guy that they can control. And it's almost a shame when you listen to the press conference. It's just so emasculating to Sirianni, but he's just going to take it. it. I, I didn't even listen to it. Yeah, if you try it out, man, it's, it'll, it'll hurt. It'll just make <laughs> it, you say, damn. It, it, smells, it smells like a taste of kiss-ass and bullshit. Yeah. Until he yeah. winks. Until he winks. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't watch it. And I didn't listen to the whole thing. I caught half of it. And I was just like, uh, uh, <clears throat> they basically, that's why the, uh, when the uh, press had to ask Sirianni, so after all that, they asked him, what's your role? Because it sounds like you got nothing left to do. <laughs> you know? And Sirianni's like, well, I'm going to start sitting in on the defensive meetings and such, 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 and pay more attention to what's like, dude, I mean, you're the head coach. You should already be doing those things. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> why are you talking about you're going to start? Uh, paying attention to the defense. Um, and on top of that, the head coach's job, it's fine if they're not the big X and O guy. I'm fine with a head coach that not doesn't know all the uh, or doesn't even design plays. I want the head coach to be the, the CEO and make sure that his coordinators are doing their job and to be the motivator. So I want that mo- to be the one to be able to motivate them uh, before the game, halftime, during the game, be able to walk uh, and give somebody a pep talk. And let them know, okay, this is what we're going to do next. This is how we're going to handle it. And so I'm not sure if Sirianni does that or not. No, he definitely is very emotional. We see that. Um, But I don't know. Uh, Because we still don't know what was the collapse. And that's the scary part. What allowed for all this to happen? Um, So we'll take in Vic Fangio. we'll, We'll take in... Uh, Kellen Moore and see what happens uh, for next year. And uh, as we're looking at these old highlights of the Eagles, uh, old T.O. Um, and you had mentioned, and I'm, this is outside of coaching, but um, you had mentioned about eight, about A.J. Brown, uh, that you wouldn't mind letting him go. And, you know, you might, have, you might have a point. I've heard someone else bring that up too, that, you know, Maybe he was a big problem. Maybe he was causing dissension in the locker room. You know, 
I several times this year and last year complained about him complaining about the team after a win, you know, and I'm like, dude, we want to go back to Tennessee. <laughs> like, why are you up here complaining? And after we got a win, so uh, if we can find someone else, they don't have to even be at his level um, because you got Devante, you got a great tight end, um, but someone that's capable over there, okay, that might work out. Um, any other 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 coaching situations? Yeah, I don't think there's any real big splashes out there beyond. Um, yeah, nothing else that really um, uh, blows me away. I think with Carolina, like I said, trying somebody new. And that makes sense because I think you know, someone like Belichick would not, they would clash, he would clash, you know, with that guy. Uh, so that 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 wouldn't work. But I do think we might have seen the end of, of old Belichick, but hey, we'll see. <laughs> Go ahead, John. Yeah, hey, I will say the one, one thing that I find funny about fans is uh you know back when uh back when we had reed as our head coach the fans used to cry all the time oh you you shouldn't be calling the plays you're the head coach you coach the team you know and then like marty Morningweg once in a while would start calling plays and they'd be oh yeah yeah reed you can't you can't call plays anymore all that and now all of a sudden you have a co coach that's not calling plays Mm -hmm. And he's given up that he doesn't have that control. It's like, oh well, what are you doing? You should be calling plays. You know? <laughs> it's like they, they, you're never happy as long as long as the narrative is that like your coach is an idiot. That's that's all they really seem to want, man. Mm -hmm. yeah. You got it. And what I'll say about these coaches, um, you know, it's uh, not going to say much, but it's nice to see Harbaugh back. Um, you know, I, I kind of agree with Matt with with uh, Raheem Morris being the Falcons coach. Uh, it, though I think it, it can take the Falcons to the next level. I, I don't think he really can do that. Uh, some other teams, it was like, I guess I'm like kind of surprised with Seattle's you know former coach retiring or getting fired. I don't think he got fired. So yeah, it, so. You know, I guess I was kind of surprised by that, but maybe it was time for him to go. But, I mean, my question is, I mean, you guys don't think Belichick's going to come back. But let's say uh, Andy Reid retires. Do we think Belichick's going to take over the Chiefs? Hmm. Probably not. Yeah, probably not. But I, I don't think he'll be back. I think he'll be back next year, though. I think yeah, I don't think he's retiring this year. I mean, even if they do win in, in a couple weeks. What? I just think that... It, their momentum is just too good, you know. No, I, I mean Belichick. I think Belichick yeah. will be back next year. I, not not this year. Obviously, it, it it was a swing and a miss, but I think he'll be back next year. In some way, in some way. I, I saw something. I forget where it was, but somebody was saying that a team that signs Belichick would have to pay him something like thirty million dollars this year because of yeah. the contract. Yeah. Well. That's not why, why, that's why no coach wanted them. Or no team wanted them. Mm -hmm. well, I'm not going to say much about these coaching moves. I mean, obviously, great for hardball. I expect the Chargers to be at least in, in an AFC championship game within the next three years. Uh, most of these other coaches I don't really know much about. Some have bloodlines. Some, some are decent coordinators. Raheem Morris. 
He has a good history with the Falcons organization. He was their interim coach um, one time. So Washington, I'm I'm disappointed because I don't know what they're thinking. It's it's obvious that if Carolina is a job that's been taken before y'all, what's going on with y'all organization? I mean, does Magic Johnson have to coach the team? He he got he's got he's got you know foot in that fire. You know he's got he's got uh, a stock in there, in that team. So. I don't know what to do, what you got to do here if you're that team, that franchise. But we'll see what happens. I mean, I mean, if you're going to tell me which team is the will have the best chance to succeed, it's obviously going to be Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh, because he's got a guy quarterback. He's got a decent offense. Defense has to improve, and you know they're in a division that's vulnerable. I mean, Chiefs are still the team to beat, but it's vulnerable. I mean, you know. You just have to out scheme guys, and he's known how to do that, you know. Because, like, like his, like his, like his brother in Baltimore, out scheming guys, figuring things out. But speaking of of Harbaugh brothers, that didn't help John at all on Sunday. Now we're going to the games, yeah. And obviously, and if, if I'm sorry if, if I made just thirty seconds. Not even that long. Say one more thing on the coaching thing. That's kind of almost sad. You know, there's, there's been no chatter about Eric B. No, Eric B. Enemy. And here's the Chiefs back in the Super Bowl without him. And they no talk about him taking the job in Washington. Like, that dude could. Yeah, maybe he's not what we thought it was. That was well, it. Well, when it comes to him, man, I mean, he, this was his first year. He, he actually called plays. And, uh, I mean, I, that's another thing I laugh at is I see these Eagles fans online. Oh, we should have signed Eric Bieniemy. Uh, at the same time, all we heard all year was that the Eagles need to run the ball. Eric Bieniemy called more passing plays than any of the Redskins ran more passing plays than any team in the NFL, and that's mm-hmm. with Sam Howell at quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, come on, man! You think this guy's a some great play caller? <laughs> Go uh, no, you have to do your homework. I mean, Kellen Moore, we, the jury's out. We'll see how this works. I mean, do I trust him as a as a former Cowboy? Probably not, but we'll see what happens. But let's get – like I said, we're on a 90-minute thing. We have to continue on here. So, obviously, yep. we have to yep. go to these games quickly. Where are we at? How many minutes, Kwame? 43. All right, so we'll get quickly to these games, and then we got our – well, we don't have money segments left. But, obviously – Let's look into these matchups. I mean, these uh, these games that we just watched. What a tough break for Detroit. But then again, there's a lot of questions about what happened with them. Dan Campbell not going for it. Keep going for it on fourth down. Didn't work. But they blew a 17-point lead. Like I said, Matt, your, your theory about the 49ers, you've been right and you've been proven wrong by this franchise. Yeah, they're soft. This year, this this time they they learn how to come from behind. Unlike in the past, they apparently apparently Brock Purdy, as I say, gets his ass where it's at, and he got and he did it twice in the postseason. And they're playing, and sadly they're playing Super Sunday. But like I said, Detroit did show up at least for the first half, and then they I don't know what the hell happened. And then obviously my Ravens. What can we say about them? I'm I'm so disappointed. It's it's. They just blew their best opportunity that they're going to have for at least another five years, because who knows who knows what's going to happen with 
you know, with this team. I mean, I, I don't even know. Chiefs, like I said, these are the two most consistent teams in the NFL the last six seasons. If you look at wins and, and other things that's going on, these ha- the two teams that are in the Super Bowl have been at the top of their conference in many categories over the last six, seven years. So, y'all thoughts on these games quickly. Yeah, well, I'll make mine quick, man. I mean, I'll, I'll say the Niners, yeah, they came back two games in a row. I mean, they, they were extremely unimpressive, but they're in the Super Bowl. But, I mean, the bottom line for me, man, I just don't care about any, either of these two games. I watched. I didn't watch the, the Niners game at all. Um, oh. the, 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 the Chiefs game I had on in the background while I was cooking, I didn't pay attention to it. <laughs> You know, there's, I can't, this is, this is, I can't think of a season where I look more forward to the end of the season than this year. And it's not that just because the Eagles skid. I mean, it was even back before the Eagles really started tanking. I mean, it just, you know, the season doesn't have the same energy for me this year. So I'm just, I'm just looking forward to the end. I probably won't be watching the Super Bowl at all either, to be honest with you. I just don't care. Um, I'm looking forward to the Eagles offseason and seeing what they do. So, oh man, you sound hurt. No, I just—it's not even hurt. It's just I just don't care. You know, I got no energy for it, man. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I I look forward to Championship Sunday, and um, unfortunately. Didn't quite go my way. <laughs> uh, this game, oh, man, this game. I mean, look what they were doing to him, man. Running, they were running through the 49ers. Just cut. I think they had 130 or 40 yards in the first half. Rushing. Just running through them. And then get the 24-7 lead. And uh, he gets away with nonsense like that. <laughs> uh, old Purdy. And you know, they, they get stopped, though. Kick this field goal. So he's thinking, okay, 24-10, fine. So at the half, I happened to be watching CBS Sports. And that that play, right? That play says everything about the Lions. Like, that was <laughs> a microcosm of the Lions history. <laughs> the ball hits him in the face. He made the perfect play. He got in position. <laughs> it's a face mask. It bounces into his hands. And he just makes that catch with his hands in front of his face instead of the ball hit his face. You know how that game changes? I mean, he got an interception there and they but instead, they walking in. Well, not walk. They pass in the end zone two plays later. Believe me, I, I don't think he was even touched anyway. I thought that was an actual touchdown on that play. But nonetheless, Ayuk still gets a touchdown. And you just like, wow, I cannot believe I'm about to watch some lines just melt in front of me. <laughs> so at the half, I get this tweet. I'll try to pull it up from on uh, CBS uh, Sports. And they put it up on the screen on the during the game, I think around the fourth quarter. Uh, the stat where back in 1959, did you see this? 1959, Lions were playing the 49ers, and the Lions were the 49ers were up 24 7 
back in before Candlestick Park. I forgot the name of the, the stadium. And it was a uh, conference. Was, yeah, I guess it was, that, it was a conference championship or a divisional championship, what I called it at the time. And the, 40, the Lions came back and won. So I'm thinking, please don't let that happen in reverse. <laughs> and that when the Lions came back and beat the 49ers and went on to win their last NFL title. And then to watch this happen in the second half was crazy. And it's just amazing. I mean, Brock Purdy, he started looking like Michael Vick. In the second half, he was running all around him. <laughs> Purdy was on the run. I never seen him running like that. And 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 the, and of course his passing was on point. Everything was just clicking. Like everything 49ers wanted to do was working. So then the worst thing happens to me. Now they're up by 10. Over the weekend, I said, okay, I'm gonna make a hundred dollar bet on the lines. Give me plus seven. So first half, I'm thinking, oh well, I blew that. Uh because I've got to, I'm at, I've got to make the pick. I was outside at night. Really Two in the morning, I'm driving home on expressway, and I'm like, oh, I forgot to make a pick because I only make my picks at the Rivers Casino. And I was like, I ain't turning back around. I just lose my money. I'm going home. So then I'm watching this. I'm like, oh, I blew it. But then the 49ers take a 10-point lead. So I'm thinking, you know what? Just stay at 10. Like, so I won't feel bad for me. <laughs> Beat them by 10, and I'll be all right. But no, they backdoor cover. So the worst scenario for me happens. 49ers win and only by three. It just, it's just, just bad. Everything is just bad, and uh, so that's what happened. I just, oh, that was ugly. I don't know if the Lions will ever win this role. Like, I'm starting to think the Bills and Lions just ain't going to do it. <laughs> what else do you need? <laughs> it just might not be in the cards. <laughs> I don't know. Go ahead, John. Uh, well, I mean, I was working during these games, but. The, uh, this one especially, uh, kind of, I was kind of surprised that the uh, the Lions, while well, they started out strong, uh, I'm, I'm surprised that they, uh, you know, that the 49ers came back from this deficit. But it kind of actually doesn't really shock me that much because I knew the Niners were good. That was in my uh, suicide pick because I thought the Niners would win. Um. Uh, it's just, um, I, I just thought like they just thought the Niners would win, but it's a, it was a good championship Sunday overall. Um, and the, uh, you know, I mean, we were, I don't know if we were talking about the Ravens game first, but or we're going to talk next, but it was just, uh, you know, that. Yeah, I mean, I guess I probably shouldn't want the other way in the other game because, you know, right now this is the, uh, you know, this is the Mahomes error. I don't know if I said that last week, but he's tough to beat and they're hot right now. So, you know, going against these Niners in the Super Bowl, I mean, I look forward to watching a little bit, but uh, I really don't really care who wins, to be honest. Can you yeah. read that? Yeah, I read that. <laughs> similar similar deal, similar deal, very similar. I mean, uh, I don't I don't even want to talk about the Ravens because I got I got more of the round on, on my dummy of the week stuff. But yeah, the Lions really made it's almost like you want to cry for them. Because as bad as we've had it trying to win championships, 
we're a dynasty in Philly compared to what Detroit has to, has to dealt with. We're a dynasty. I mean, Jesus Christ. Detroit, he had winless seasons. Teams had garbage head coaches, garbage players. I mean, hell, we, we had one of their guys and Matt Patricia, for God's sake. Don't get me started on him. But, I mean, <laughs> it's just, it's, it's just, it, it's, it's poetic justice. That's all I think. It's poetic justice that, that the Lions would lose this, a game that they should have won. And Matt's and Matt's theory all year, and of course I don't want to take shots at Matt here, but he said Detroit was going to be was the team that threatened the 49ers. And he was right. He said the 49ers are soft. He was right about that. But the problem is role reversal does happen. And the fact that they found a way to spin it around. And throw it back at your face, even though you didn't watch the game. You say you didn't watch the game, but your theories went back the other way. Brock Purdy let it come back, and somehow this, you know, that that play, that that insane, what was an interception turned into a into a reception by Brandon Ayuk, tells you how bad things are. And I know what's sad about Dan Campbell is, and he admitted this, and he admitted this in his in his post-game interview that he said, we don't know if we're going to come back next year. We don't know if we're actually going to – it's going to be harder to come back next year. No shit, Sherlock. This is the NFC. There's different players every year in that NFC conference. Like I said, you got a gift when the Eagles and the Cowboys blew it. You got a gift. You didn't have to worry about neither of them. So you had an easy trip to the NFC tile game. And you had the 49ers dead to right at one point at the halftime. They weren't doing shit. And then you blew it. And now you kind of look at it this way. Look at 2024. Let's look at let's look at the, the NFC in, in a nutshell. Of course, the 49ers will be favorites again. They'll probably be the prohibited favorites. I will assume that Dallas and Philly, if they don't fire their head coaches, will be much more tougher to deal with come January next year if they get there, if they get there. You have an upcomer, up-and-coming team in Green Bay who beat you on Thanksgiving and had a hell of a playoff run that nearly got them in the conference style game. I mean, there could be a few other teams, but the NFC, as we look at it, is going to be tougher next year. And Detroit has to stay ahead of the game. They have to stay ahead of situations. And I don't know if they're capable. This is this is the loss they're going to have to find a way to put in the back burner. And we don't know. We don't know because we're not used to Detroit being good. We're not used to it. So, uh, I mean, my uh, my bold prediction is the Packers win the NFC North next year. I mean, to me, this was their one and only opportunity, and they blew it. This could be their one and only opportunity, and they blew it. Because – Look at his way, 32 years since their last time they had a Super Bowl chance. And the fact of the matter is, and I mentioned this on John wasn't on our preview on Sunday. This 49ers team don't scare, don't scare, don't scare women. They don't even scare women. <laughs> the fact is that Washington team in 91 is so under criminally underrated. That was a dangerous great team, that 91 Redskin team. The 49ers weren't that scary. They aren't that scary. They were beatable. They, 
like the Green Bay, they blew it. 49ers, I have a feeling the 49ers are going to win this, win it all. I have this feeling because it's just this theory that they find a way to put it, put it together. They find a way to put it together when it matters. So the cardiac kids. So at the end of the day, we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll see what happens. You know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But obviously I'm, I'm very, I'm very distraught. Not just the fact that I lost money, the fact that Detroit let me down and, and they're still a miss of not making the Super Bowl, like Jacksonville, like the Cleveland Browns, and the Houston Texans are still still having, you know, they still have to reach Pater. So one of these four will will get to the Super Bowl, I will will say by by the time I'm 40, which is only two years from now, or whatever. They'll just be the, the same loser teams that they've always been. So we'll move on to our segments. Yeah, well, I'll say this, man. I'll say we'll say this. Um, the the Niners, yeah, they're in the Super Bowl, and I do think there's a pretty good chance they're going to win it. But, dude, they got they they're so lucky to be here, man. Um, if they were in the NFC in, in the AFC, they would not come close to getting that getting in the Super Bowl this year, man. They're frauds, um, even if they win it. But um, yeah, I heard you, John. You said that your your bold prediction is that the Packers are going to win the division next year, and I agree with you. I, I think that's going to happen too. Um, and I'll make one other prediction already. I don't think it's bold prediction at this point, but we've talked about coaches, and every but this year we did our uh, first coach to get fired. I'm already naming my first coach to get fired for next year, and that's Brian Dable. I think he's gone. Early, halfway through the year. Who? Brian Dable, Giants. Oh, oh. you hear oh, you hear what's coming out of the Giants the organization, man. I think I don't even know how they're even keeping him. <laughs> I don't know. All right, we don't have a lot of time left, so like yeah. I said, I know Kwame's got some rants. I got my rant, but he's got his rant first. The FUs, the three FUs. For conference championship weekend, if you have any, Gloria. Oh, I, I thought you were going to talk about the AFC first. Well, we already know Chiefs are in the Super Bowl. Ravens messed up. He's he's, he's too broken hearted to talk about that game. Dude. Oh, I got I got like I said, I got stuff to say about that. Let's just get to. We don't have like you said. You want ninety minutes? We're already yeah. an hour into this show, so let's yeah, we got twenty seven minutes left. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's go. Let's right. get to it. All right, you are done with the Ravens. No problem. I had it all queued up and everything. All right. Well, boom. Oh. <laughs> yeah, man. Let me get this together. Now see, now see, now you got me thrown off. So now nah, I got it. I got it. For love, but then you went around. And did what you wanted to do And now I'm crying, crying Ooh, seemed like everything was going fine I found a love that I thought was gonna last Then I accidentally saw a few things in yourself I even LOL, man, I should've known Why, why you do what you do 
to sell the honest truth See, uh, I'm not really down with this This ain't a texting shit No, I got no biz, but it is what it is I don't really have much to say in the game that we did not discuss in good old Baltimore. And I was going to try to pull it up. Let me see if I can. The first touchdown uh, that the, the Chiefs scored, the pass uh, to Kelsey in the to the right side of the end zone, there was, to me, and I looked at it 8, 10, 20 times, Clear holding. You see the man's hand, offensive guy's man, on the back of the defender. You, you don't do that if you're holding. And the defender was actually leaping to try to get to Mahomes. If, if he got a little closer, he would have knocked the ball down. But they didn't go holding. So to you officials, one, two, or three, I heard I'm supposed to be up there and see that. And to the you. Because imagine... What a game changer that could have been if they didn't score that touchdown. Because after the, uh, the first half, they were shut out. We're talking 17 points down to 10. You know, now the Ravens still should have scored some more points. <laughs> but at least we could have had a much closer, either a tie game or they went by three. So to the officials, F you. Number two, to the conference championship game. I mean, to the NFC. Good old number eight on Detroit, Josh Reynolds. Now, they decided, everybody's letting Dan have it, the coach, and I get it. You know, they say, oh, you know, going for it on fourth down. You have to do that here. Now, at the end of the half, he didn't. He kicked the field goal, took a 24-7 lead. But that opportunity on the 49 side of the field on a fourth and three. I think it was 4-3-2. And after some pressure, Goff stepped out the, up from the pressure, threw a pass right, right there, right, right there. And he should have caught it. And that, you, you change that, that changes everything right there. You get a first down, and get some new set of downs. Um, at least stop this momentum that the green San Francisco was doing. So... I said, and then there was another pass. It wasn't a fourth down pass where it was a slant. The ball hit him at the number eight. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all remember? Boom. No, like, what's up with this guy? Who is this dude? So you, Josh Reynolds, who finished with one catch. <laughs> Should have been at least three. Easy. One catch for 25 yards. F you. And finally. I just want to say, uh, really, an F you to the 49ers and their 
and the 49ers fans, really. Oh, uh, they're not at the level. Of, well, they, they're going to get there eventually if they keep going. Oh, the chitter chatter about how great they are. And we are seeing the vulnerabilities. We saw Green Bay have a lead in the fourth quarter. We watched Detroit run all through them in the first half. And yet they still think they're some sort of team of destiny. Yeah, this is lined up for them. And hey, maybe they'll win the Super Bowl. But y'all are not as great as you think you are. You got away with some nonsense. I'll give you credit. Your team came back from behind, which we didn't think they could do. I wrote you off at the half of this game. I said, well, that's it. I give Brock Purdy credit. But for the rest of you fans, mm, 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 to you. And that's what I, and of course, honorable mention, Cowboys fans. Even though they're nowhere to be found, I haven't heard a peep from them since their demise. Nothing. We can't get them on the, the call. We can't get them on it. We can't get them here. Nope. Nope. Paul, <laughs> nowhere to be found. Mm-mm. Yeah, Paul, they yeah. Are, we're, yeah. <laughs> nowhere to be found. Like I said, we had a collapse, and we get it. We 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 messed up at the end, but we're we're here. We, uh, we, ain't, we ain't scared. Since you know? you're going on vacation next week, I'm going to see if I can get in touch with Paul. Maybe he'll end up getting back <laughs> to me to come on next week. All right. Well, we'll see. I'm going to tell him the crickets well, we are out. To, we, well, John, I might have some, some news about that at the end of this program. Uh, but right. anyway, I was... I'm sorry, I was just close. I was weak for love, but then you went around and did what you wanted to do. And now I'm transition in her music from real pop to aggressive pop like uh like uh Miley Cyrus did with with their songs there'd be even more respect we give her more mad respect but who knows we'll we'll worry about that come super sunday but mm-hmm. obviously there's not a lot of positive on this show but there is one little positive in our pickums the 3 3 out of 4 1 <laughs> As even though Detroit, even though Detroit didn't win, they did cover because they had a bogus seven-point dog. They were a bogus seven-point dogs, so they did cover. For all we know, they did cover. We picked them. Uh, like I said, one of us didn't pick them, but well, at least that's the case. 
So Matt, we got. I'm sure you have the results. Go ahead to it. Well, I have I have different results. I got two and two for the week. Um, maybe you guys can correct me because I wasn't here on Wednesday. But this is what uh, Rob you sent me. Um, oh boy, I might have <laughs> messed up. I uh, messed up. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Somebody's messed up. Whether it's net this right. week or now or when then, but either way, um, right off the bat, I came in this week. I'll start with me. I came in this week on a seven-game winning streak. Um, I already had the the championship locked up, but I finally took an L. I took Baltimore giving up three and a half. Oh, yeah, that's where you messed up. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean that's where he messed up. He thought he thought uh you're probably gonna pick Detroit with the rest of them. Yeah, no, no. I took Baltimore. Um I thought they were gonna cover. So yeah. I thought yeah. Yeah. Uh, I could have just said I took Detroit and uh, you know, took another W, but <laughs> uh, I'm honest, yeah. I'm an honest guy. So yeah, that's an L for me. So I, I that puts me now at twenty two. 14 and three on the season with one game mm-hmm. left. And I will say, you know, coming in the playoffs, I said I was hoping to go three and one in these last four. So I just got to pick one more, right? And I hit my goal for the year. Um, and now we get into the battle for last place. Okay. Um, you know what? We'll go with John next because you're, you're in second place coming in the week, which I, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I took the Ravens too. You haven't quite locked <laughs> it up yet. You haven't. You didn't quite lock it up yet. Coming in the week, and we'll see. Um, but yeah, yeah. So you also took Baltimore. Big W, big L for you as well. Um, and that's going to put you at seventeen twenty and two. So uh, yeah, we'll we'll see where you're at there after the in a minute. Um, third place coming in the week was Rob. And you took uh, Detroit getting seven, so you got the W. And that's going to put you at 21. Twenty, Yeah, tw- is that right? 21. No, sorry, really? Six, hey, you 16, get that one number. Yeah, no, 16-21-2. I'm 2-1 two, two in the postseason. I have above 500 record in the playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It actually puts you one game behind John, so you still have a shot at second place. Or tying for second place, I should say. Yeah, can't can't beat him outright, but I have a chance <laughs> to tie him. Yeah, yeah. And then Kwame, you also took Detroit, getting seven, so you got the W finally. Yeah, okay, no, that's two the postseason. Yeah, yeah, you postseason not been good. Really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that that's gonna put you at fifteen, twenty-one, and three. So mm-hmm. theoretically, you last still place is locked. Rob. Oh yeah, you can't. That's you're true. not going to be able to pass John, but you could pass Rob if if you That's win true. and Rob loses. That's true. 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 Well, but That's they could true. pick the same same pick. Yeah, as long as I make the same pick. <laughs> yeah. Matter of fact, I, I think I almost picked the right score. I on the yeah. Sunday. I guess I forgot what I said. I said it's thirty something to thirty something San Fran. And at first, I felt stupid. But then I said, wow, hey, look, I think I'm almost right on that. I forgot what I said exactly, mm-hmm. but I said something like that. <laughs> if I started so figuring so this we'll thing wait. out. 
we'll see a pick there for next week here. I think we'll make a pick next week or something. But but obviously, let's get to our surprises and disappointments for these championship games. We're probably more disappointed than we're ever going to be surprised. But we were probably surprised as well. So if y'all can come up with two, with uh, one one of each, go ahead. Hmm. Um, I guess the disappointment would be, um, I don't know. You know, yeah, yeah, Kwame kind of you 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 pointed it out with your uh uh your, your segment there the first part where you were talking about that uh touchdown to the by the Chiefs. Um yeah. Yeah, I mean, you want to know why I'm, I'm I just stopped caring about the season for the most part. I mean, it's 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 stuff like that. This year seems to be way worse with the rest than usual and uh you know, even even after this week, there's I see there's all these articles. Oh, uh, NFL fans are calling for an investigation of the officials, and I mean, you look at that wasn't the only bad non non call. I mean, that interception that Lamar Jackson threw at the end of the game. I mean, that was clear pass interference on the chief on the Chiefs defense. I, I forget who who what player, but I mean, it was obvious. And then and then they have their puppet on TV, Dean Blandino. He's over there. Oh well, there was contact after the interception, and and you look at the play; it was, it's clear contact way before the interception. So, I mean, I'm just I'm just done with the, the whole thing, and you know, the whole thing where the, 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 these articles of uh, 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 fans calling for an investigation by the NFL. The NFL doesn't care. This is what they want. They want bad officiating because they want to be able to make sure the teams that they want to make playoff runs are making playoff runs you think they didn't want taylor swift to be present at the super bowl <laughs> <You know? laughs> i mean i mean call me conspiracy theorist but you know that they do that you know they manip manipulate the games that you can't you can't force uh tyler bass to miss a field goal but i mean you can manipulate games enough that you can try to you know control the outcome to a degree so I mean, it's way worse this year than it's been in, in a long time. So just in general, the NFL and the refs are a disappointment. And uh, I don't have any surprises. I mean, it's two games, and they both could have gone either way. I guess you could I, – I, I can't even say I'm surprised about Lamar Jackson playing so poorly because, let's face it, he's yeah. been in the playoffs. Yeah. So. Yeah, fortunately. Uh Yep, but there's the hold I'm talking about. The man's hand is on his neck. <laughs> and keep watching. He stood all the way through. And right there, he tries to reach him re to smack the ball down. But he can't. He's being held by his neck. <laughs> and I'm thinking, and I, and I saw this in real time. It wasn't like I waited for a replay. I was looking at the live and like, yo, yo, <laughs> the flag. <laughs> <laughs> but nope. And then there it goes. First touchdown. Um, so my surprise was Detroit's first half. <laughs> Man. Ooh. Did not see that coming. Didn't see that coming. Uh and uh the disappointment, well, I guess. 
their second half. <laughs> Man, I could simply say the Ravens were my just really true disappointment because I was really hoping Lamar and company was going to step it up. He had some highlight plays, but one touchdown, one touchdown. And it should have been a second. Zay fumbled at the end zone. Um, but then he threw that horrific interception and a triple coverage. I don't know what he was thinking uh, on that one, but this was beautiful. I mean, that whole play was only something he could do. But that was it. So the, the, uh, the first two drives, I thought we were going to have a fun game here, but then turned out not to be. Second half was just boring. Oh, Go going off that, uh, that's my surprise. My surprise is that, uh, you know, I'm surprised that they didn't have, uh, you know, more points in the second half with the Baltimore game because there were zero. And, uh, three. oh, yeah, three with the field goal. Then, uh, then, uh, you know, I kind of stated earlier, I guess I had two surprises. My other surprise was the, uh, whatever I said earlier with the, uh, I guess the 49ers coming back. But, yeah, but the disappointment really, I guess, I guess I would still go with the Ravens. Um, still think the Chiefs are missing somebody on the offense, but right now, you know, the Chiefs are hot. So, um, I, I really think they could win the Super Bowl. Um, not mm. saying they will, but they're definitely. Uh, I'm just going with experience and and Purdy. He, uh, you know, it's Purdy versus Mahomes. So who do you like? I think we all know which direction we're going to go in. So, but those are my surprises and disappointments. Well, the surprise and the disappointment is the same game. I mean, Detroit, I mean, the surprise is obviously the 49ers bouncing back. Like I said, Matt's been on the theory train about the 49ers all year, and it came back to bite him at the end when, when they actually did come back and win. Now Brock Purdy, everybody thinks he's this great, great guy, going to be this great quarterback. We don't know. I mean, he's a product of a system. He's a systematic quarterback who got lucky and, you know, team got their ass where it's at in the second half. You know, Kyle Shanahan is in another Super Bowl that he probably will choke away, just like he's done with the Falcons and and in in '54 the 49ers before the pandemic. So great, Kyle Shanahan's in another Super Bowl calling. Wow, beautiful, yeah. Looking forward to it. It's going to be another choke job, I reckon. And then mm -hmm. disappointment is obviously Detroit. Why? You're up 24 to 7. I don't care about 50, 1957. I, I, 1957, nobody, nobody even thought of. Nobody even thought of. Half this world probably didn't exist in 1957. Well, Half the league didn't exist. So we can't look back on 1957 history. The only thing we know about 1957 was Jerry Jones was playing segregation, playing games with segregation. But anyway, I'm just, I'm just disappointed because this was the greatest opportunity they had to get to a Super Bowl, erase all their demons of, of the past, and now they're back to square one again. We'll go maybe next year, maybe next year. 
It's easy to say that when when you're when you're when the girl of your dreams goes out and sleeps with somebody else. That's basically Detroit for the last several years. You're always going to be a stepchild to somebody. All right. So, of course, the dummy of the week, dummy of the year, maybe dummy of the century. It seems like it's this Ravens team. I mean, this was not a fun game. I know Kwame's been putting this up here. I mean, Jesus Christ, man. Lamar Jackson is one in three at home in the postseason. This year he had three losses as a starter. He has as many losses at home in the postseason as he had as a starter this year. In in 2019, he won the MVP. Baltimore had the number one defense. They were the team to beat. Nobody could fuck with them in the regular season. Nobody could fuck with them. Similar deal this year. He's going to be league MVP, best record, home field advantage. No good team could fuck with them. And he blows it. And Zay Flowers, I mean, God sakes. How can you fuck up twice in the same drive? How can you actually have a stupid penalty for taunting, even though we don't know if it really was taunting or not, but still, it was dumb enough that it got, he got flagged for it. And then... And then mess up on a touchdown drive that gets pushed out, you know, with the ball. I, under further review, he did the ball did come out. The ball yeah. did come out. Yeah. But still, but still, when you're going into the end zone, you should have more pride to hold on to it, like, like a child, like a child in a crisis. That ball is your baby. Don't fuck it up in the end zone. If you're going to fumble it, fumble it like in the fifty yard line. Don't fumble it in the end zone. We're, we're a point swing or something. Right there, I, I I realize I'm not getting my money. Not getting my money. And then the defense, even though the defense played well enough to win this game, they did play well enough. Not one, not two, not three, four personal fouls for more than 100, for a, but, but, but 60 yards. Really? You give up 60 yards for unne- for, for necessary? I mean, I don't know, man. It, it is nothing. Like I said, this was a terrible weekend for football because we get, we get the Super Bowl matchup we didn't want. And the fact is, both teams right. is on them. It's not on the other team. It's not on Kansas City. Kansas City didn't do anything wrong. Taylor Swift didn't do anything wrong. Kelsey didn't do anything wrong. Mahomes Amsterdam didn't do anything wrong. You can't fuck up in the biggest on the biggest stage. You know, you can't fuck up. And the Ravens, once again, as favorites, Dallas Cowboyed their ass out of the postseason. So it's easy to be my dummy of the week and dummy of the season. Well, there'll be one at the end of the finale show, but Ravens are obviously them this week. Doing good. Two and a half. All right. Well, like I said, let's get to our suicide picks. All righty. Yeah, I forgot. This will be quick. And I'll show you where we're at here. And our final, final week. 
As you see, the one with the gold shield, Mr. Smitty, he got three for San Fran. So he's oh, at 136. Oh, you got 21.3. Holy shit. Yep. And yeah. I, I can't make any more picks either. I oh, mean, you, damn. You use both of them? Oh, you're, you're, you're locked out? Okay. Yep. Now, now, I will say this. I will um, – I think – I believe we should be able to give uh, a, a Matt a mulligan um, because he was trying to pick, he said, Detroit on the divisionals. Which, yeah, it's which all been good. Don't worry about it. Oh, I, they, I told, you, told you last week on the podcast to give it to him. That's what he was trying to do. Okay. So we'll say it's 123. So that keeps him 13 behind you. I'm pretty much done unless there's a blowout. I. Pick the 49ers, they'll come back and get that three. But 104, no. and then well, can nothing. And then ball, 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 ball. He uh, got the Ravens. Oh my one god, seven. Yeah. Well, I don't know what's more crazier that somehow Giants could win this game yeah. after blow, after a 42 point beat beat down after after ready to quit. Yeah, <laughs> and then, came and back. for me. Even though I'm not horrendous, I still can't pass Ken, and I probably won't be able to pass Ken. What? <laughs> this is it's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> I change the rules next year, man. This is, this is pretty sad, man. Some sad shit, man. Well, what the what the real rules? Not to say real, but there is a rule in here. When I played them previous years, I didn't put it in this time. That if you don't make a pick, you take the biggest L of the week. So that would knock him like way out. Right? <laughs> so we could do that next year. I'll make sure I'd say it in the beginning. Yeah, I gotta make those picks or the L start to come on. Oops. That's my timer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so there's that. Well, like I said, now next, now we have a little bit of scheduling uh, deal. Oh. We are going to do the live show, finale show. On February fifteenth, keep that in mind. Not fourteenth. We're going to observe Valentine's Day for us lovers, but February fifteenth will be the finale show. It will be a live show. I'm looking at big time participation. So John, your buddy John will be on the show, and Paul has to be on the show, or he'll be banned. Okay. Because I'm putting the Cowboys on this show. Bree's going to be on this show. You know, we're going to get everybody on this show, hopefully. Hopefully. But it will be a live show. It will be a live show. Now. Where? We could have been at the same place we had before. That's up that, to y'all. That That's giant. up to y'all. Okay. That's up to y'all. Now, now, one of us is on vacation this week. Shockingly, it's not Matt. It's Kwame. Yeah, right. He's on vacation for next week's show. Now, this is a problem. Now, this is a problem. Now, unfortunately, we could do a Zoom, but which Zoom would we do? Do we have a, a, a link? Does John have a link? I mean, I, I have one. I, I could send everybody the, the meeting stuff. I have one. Yeah. Because next I'm week, sure next I'm sure it's week not is that a special hard. look back 
Yeah. It's a special look back on the 2023 NFL season. We're going to look back at all 32 teams, what's positive, what's negative of them. If it's only yours is not uh, yours is not limited to time, is it? What do you mean? If if, See, you, if mean, it's free, minutes? it's uh 40 minutes. But it, I paid like $15 a month to pay uh unlimited time. Nah. Now you can do two. You can like end it and then do another one to try to put them together. Yeah, right. Afterwards. Yeah. Or just do 40 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um yeah, we'll I don't know where that. I'll be. Yeah, yeah I mean I like... you're going to take your you you're on vacation. We're gonna give it to you like Matt. We we do Matt on vacation last week. You're, yeah, you you right. you enjoy yourself out there. Oh yeah, I will be. Yeah, so I'm, yeah. I'm out to do research. Assignment. You're on a different assignment for me anyway. Different assignment for me than not related to this show. <laughs> you but see anyway, any Cowboys fans out there, you know, you tell them in Vegas, uh, you know, sorry about your team this year. Take a lot. Of, oh, oh, yeah. My, my, your homework assignment is to take a lot of photos while you're out there. Yeah, that's what I, I want. I want to enjoy the, the left coast, even though I can't go out there. So I'll have to upgrade this phone tomorrow, baiting or buy a camera, something. Also, we'll there will there will be no show this weekend. There will be no show. The Pro Bowl is this Sunday. Pro Bowl games, not the Pro Bowl game. Pro Bowl games. If you care about flag football and all that bullshit, then uh, screw the Pro enjoy. Bowl. There's a, there's a there's one game that's actually uh, interesting. Is the Senior Bowl. Which they shouldn't call it the Senior Bowl anymore because now they're allowing juniors to play. But you know that's a violation. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, you'll be watching that, Matt, because of course you you need to get your final examination before before we get into the combine. Oh, that's yeah, the last know. examination before the combine, so you know you know that Matt that the Senior Bowl is very important for prospects. That's a very important game for prospects. Yeah. So you know, course, you know, I'll be, I'll be all that. over the draft, man. You'll be watching that. I know you'll be watching that. If you don't watch that, that's a violation for you. <laughs> yeah. But there will be no shows this weekend. We'll see what we can do for the look back next week. But we know what it is it's the twenty twenty three year in review for the, all the all the teams, what they did, what they didn't do, and then Super Sunday. Join Matt Kwame and I for our. Super Bowl preview on Super Sunday. We'll do our tale of the tape and then we'll make our predictions. So that's all that's all we have for this episode. It's a personal episode. It's a sad episode, but it's a but we got through it. And yeah, yeah, we're seeing all the Super Bowl stuff. Vegas is gonna be crazy. Yeah, uh, don't do that Monday, this thing. Mm, open what they call opening night, sort of like sort of the media day thing. So see how that goes. Media yeah. day. I'm running yeah. to Guillermo from the, you know, from the uh, uh, Kimmel show. Yeah, Kimmel show. <laughs> so we'll see. That'll be interesting. That'll be interesting. But. Yes. Yeah, you have a you have a ball out there. I mean, I'm sure you'll you'll find some interesting characters out there in in La La Land and the Land of Sin. 
<laughs> but that's all we have for this episode. We'll we'll see you next Wednesday in some capacity without without our top producer, and we'll we'll look back on this season and and all this other stuff. So that's all we have. And Kwame, for the last time before before our live finale, take us home. Even though what we do is wrong We still hustle till the sun come up Crack a 40 when the sun go down It's a cold winter Y'all better bundle up And I better be a hotter summer Rap on onion just to rock it down You hot now, listen up Don't you know cops' sole purpose is to lock